Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you doing today, guys? How is um, your, oh gosh, what is this going to be, September when this comes out? (laughs) I'm so confused. Who knows what day it is or month or anything. I think this is going to air in September. Hey, I don't think I've mentioned it on air. I put it in the show notes that the winner of the podcast rating and review contest that I held in June, no, in July, sorry, was Kristen Elise, who won a $200 gift uh, Visa gift card, which I have sent to her. I was able to find out who she was and track her down and get that to her. And thank you to everybody who did that. For those of you that did not participate, what the heck, guys, I'm hooking you up with fantastic content every week, like clockwork, so hook me up. If you're on iTunes, scroll down to the bottom of all episodes, and at the bottom you can rate and review this podcast, and that really helps when people are looking for podcasts in this space to see that others are getting value out of that, so give me, give me, a, give me a shout out there. The other thing I want to remind you that's in the show notes is a link to the weekly webinars that I'm doing um, this quarter. Not sure what I'm going to do in October, November, December in terms of the time, if it'll be the same or different. But but for uh, through September, they're going to be at 4 o'clock Eastern on every Thursday. And they are on various aspects of the job search. And um, September's topic is around resume writing. So check that out. There's a link that is a master link that you can go in and register and see all four topics for the month, and you can register for all of them in one handy-dandy little location. So today we're talking about how to fail at networking, and I think there's a lot of people failing at networking right now because they can't quite figure out how they're supposed to do it in the middle of, of the nonsense that's going on in the world. Or maybe they think that they shouldn't be networking or that they can't, that it's not possible. But here's the statistic that I've stated so many times, and I want to bring it again, and that is that anywhere from 70 to 85% of all jobs are obtained through the hidden job market. And hidden means they are not advertised, right? So if all you're doing is looking at job boards, and, and gosh, I know I'm a broken record on this one, but it's so important for you to understand that. So first of all, you're only seeing somewhere between 15 to 25% of all jobs. So at most, a quarter of the jobs out there are being posted. Second of all, you're seeing the jobs that have the most competition because everybody and their brother can see those postings. And so you're, you're going to the place where there is the biggest crowd and hoping to get noticed. And then thirdly, because the job is posted, now they have a... Um, a wish list that's put out there by which by which they have to compare the candidates um, to depending on what industry they're in, what sector they're in. My experience has been in higher education, as you guys know, and boy, you could not hire someone that didn't have a qualification that you had stated in the job description. And depending on what industry you're in, that may or may not be true, but it's you're setting yourself up for a lawsuit if you choose a candidate that doesn't have something that you said was required when you passed over candidates who did have that thing, right? So tons of competition, 
lots of requirements, right? So you're being compared at that point against all the other candidates and what they bring to the table, and you're being compared against their perfect candidate list of this is what we want this person to be able to do and know and all of those things. Networking is the answer then, right? That's when we get into the active job search strategy. We get away from the passive strategies that put you in the passenger seat. We get into the active strategies that put you in the driver's seat. So I wanted to, to talk to you about kind of what people do wrong in networking and then how you can work around these traps. This is what I see over and over again. And number one, and this one is so, it's so prevalent and so critical, is networking only when you're job searching. So people equal, you know, if you were doing a math <laughs> equation, you would put networking equals job search, right? And that's not true. It should be that the does not equal with the line down the middle of the equal sign, right? So they think, you know, I'm in job search mode. I'm going to have to go network. I'm going to, you know, I'm starting from scratch kind of sort of because I haven't networked with anybody for three, five, whatever, however many years. And then I'm going to put that on the shelf. And I actually had a client tell me that one time. And not surprisingly, he had not um, had great success in his career. And he kind of said, well, you know, I, I got that job. So I didn't have, you know, I didn't have to network anymore. And I thought, no, yeah, that's not how that works. So I always think about Noah from the Bible, whether you believe in the Bible or not. You know, he was out there building that ark when the sun was shining, right? Because he knew that there would be a need for that ark coming down the pipe, and he wanted to be prepared for it. And that's the way that I think we want to approach our networking is, number one, I will need it someday. Not I might need it someday, or maybe I'll need it, but I will need it. So let me cultivate it now while the sun is shining. The second piece of it that I think is equally important is networking is not all about what you get. It's also about what you're able to give. And I just think there's that kind of law of reciprocity in play here, that if you're out there giving great value at a time when you're perfectly content in your current job, not looking for a job at all, then that network will serve you so much better when you get to the point where you are looking for a job. So what's the antidote for these people who think that networking is only necessary when they're job searching? You want to schedule regular ongoing networking time so that your network will be there. You know, when the sun is shining, I'm going to go network because it is going to rain. There's going to be a flood and I want to be able to count on my network during that time. You can do that formally and informally, right? So there's formal networking events. You can join a BNI chapter. You can join and get active with the Chamber of Commerce. You can join a, a, a um, service organization like Rotary or Qantas or other organizations where networking is certainly a possibility. And then you can also do it informally through one-on-ones, right? So let's get together for a coffee date or a lunch meeting or whatever the virtual equivalent of that is right now. I am hearing of people that are having virtual coffee dates, like I got a cup of coffee, you got a cup of coffee, who cares that we're not sitting across a table from each other, we are, we are networking. Or we're going to have lunch together, you eat whatever you're eating, I eat whatever I'm eating, and we network. So people are figuring out how to do this, and I, I would say woe, is the, woe are the people who don't figure that out, and who don't work through this inconvenience of the pandemic. So that's number one. Networking only when you're job searching, that is a great way to fail at it. Because keep in mind, if you do that, 
kind of you're having to start over again when you need your network you know you've let it go fallow so if we think about farmers right <laughs> they're out there now they got a bunch of weeds and rocks and lord knows what's in their field and they've decided they want to plant in it they got a whole lot of prep work they got to do before they can even plant the seeds so you want to keep that ground um, you know healthy and turned and whatever i'm not a farmer i don't know all the analogy but i think you get the point so that when you want to plant that crop or, or you want to plant the crop when you don't need it, right? When you're not hungry for the meal so that when you are hungry for the, the, the corn, the corn is there for you. Number two, taking a Tommy gun rather than a, a bow and arrow approach, I think is a way to fail at networking. And so um, actually that was what I talked about in the last couple of weeks in the webinars that I've been doing. And the Tommy gun approach, this is my term, Tommy Gun approach is kind of shooting everybody and just telling them, if you think of anything, I'm looking for a job. It kind of goes in one ear and out the other. There's no strategy involved. You're not, while you're networking, which is an active job search strategy, you're not really very strategic. So there's a way to be much more active, and that is with the bow and arrow approach, right? Where you're being very strategic about who you talk to, what you ask of them, and, and those kinds of things. So here's what you can ask yourself to be a more strategic networker is, number one, what goals do I currently have for networking? So if you think about the Tommy Gun approach, it's, it's scattershot. There is no strategy there. I can't really be goal-oriented. But let's take, for example, I have a goal of gaining more customers in my local area, okay? So then the next question is who or what do I want to network with? So maybe I decide to join a BNI, which is Business Networking International, I believe is what that stands for. So maybe I want to join a BNI group or I want to join the Chamber of Commerce because that's going to be a great way to meet my goal of meeting potential clients in my local geographic area. And then finally, where do I need to position myself to meet these people, right? So, okay, I want to I wanna be at BNI. All right, well, where do I need to position myself? Well, maybe a specific BNI chapter would be more useful than another. Maybe there's a leadership role that I want to take or I want to do certain kinds of volunteering within that group. So just really think, number one, what goals do I have for networking? What is it? Is it... Um, in my case, it would be maybe gaining clients. In your case, it might be looking for a job. Maybe you're, you're employed and you're looking for customers for your company. Maybe you're looking for people who are in your field, right? So you want to network with me. Maybe you're in HR and you want to, you have a goal of meeting other HR people so that you can learn best practices. Well, then SHRM is the group that you're going to want to join. So then you figure out where are the where does the SHRM meet, group meet, and within SHRM, where do I want to position myself in the group? So that's number two, is taking that kind of bow and arrow approach as opposed to a Tommy gun approach. Number three, huge mistake, huge failure in networking to make it all about you. And I alluded to this kind of before, right? It's all about what I can get. Ineffective networkers really take what I call a barnacle approach to networking. So I'm a girl from Florida and I was raised on boats and barnacles are these awful crusty things that attach themselves to the bottom of the boat and they're, they're very destructive and it's very hard to get them off of the boat and uh, it, there's nothing good that comes out of barnacles, right? So effective networking should be an exchange of, of equals, right? So there should be an equal exchange of energy. You are giving as good as you are getting. And the way that I teach it to my clients, you are giving 
before you get. So you are putting value out there before you are expecting value back. So for example, in a 30-minute coffee date, make the first 20 minutes of the date about the other person. And and what you're going to be doing during that time is listening very deeply for a way or ways in which you can add value. So what does that mean? Well, is there a strategy that maybe the other person would benefit from that they haven't thought of? Is there somebody that they need to meet that you could introduce them to? Is there some kind of tool or resource that would solve their most pressing problem, right? So by listening deeply, you're going to be attuned to possibilities, ways in which you might be able to help them. Then when it's your turn, that person is going to be so much more willing to help you because you've helped them first. You haven't just jumped in with what you're looking for and what you need. So that's number three, making it all about you. Number four is being vague with request. And this really goes back to that Tommy gun approach rather than the bow and arrow approach. So what you want to do when you're networking and a way to be successful in networking is have a very specific ask, right? So most many networkers will say things like, hey, if you hear of anything, let me know, you know. I'm looking for clients and yet they don't really say what kind of clients they're looking for. They don't really get clear on that, right? And the problem with those kind of vague requests is there's nothing for the other person to really grab a hold of. It kind of goes in one ear and out the other. There's nothing that you can follow up on. There's nothing that you can really, you know, have, and there's no expectation that you can possibly have for this person. So I would want you to say something like, I see from your LinkedIn profile that you're connected with Sally Smith at XYZ Company, which is one of my target employers. And I'd really love it if you would make an introduction to Sally for me. And then that leads nicely to my last point, which is following up and following through. So number five, not no follow up, no follow through, right? So in, and that really may be my number one point for business professionals in general, right? I, if I had a nickel for every time that somebody had promised me something and didn't do it, I would be a very wealthy woman, right? So keep in mind that if you're, if you're out there and you're networking and you're not following up or following through, then your networking efforts are largely in vain. They're basically worthless, right? So the follow-up part is, you know, I asked her to introduce me to Sally Smith, so I'm going to send a nice thank you note the next day, and I'm going to remind her that she was going to introduce me to Sally Smith. The follow-through part is that, that Sally said, hey, oh, I really would like to meet Joan, this, this contact of yours. I think she's the perfect vendor for my needs, so I need to deliver that information about Joan to her within probably 48 hours. And you may have to make your, you may have to do your follow-up a couple times, right? You want to be gently persistent. You never want to take it over into kind of a, a negative space. You want to just continue to remind her, you know, maybe three times. And if that doesn't work, then you drop it and you move on, on to another opportunity. But you want to try to follow up and follow through. So again, I want to give you those five points of how to fail at networking and what the alternatives are. So we have, we have the idea of networking only when you're job searching, putting it on the shelf when you're not, you know, you don't need a job, you've got a job, and then taking it back off the shelf. And the answer to that is to, de to dedicate regular time to networking on an ongoing basis. Number two is taking that Tommy Gun approach. So that kind of scattershot, if you think of anything, let me know. And the alternative to that is having a very strategic plan where you know who you want to speak to, you know why you're speaking to that person, you know who can meet the goals that you have set for your networking. Number three is making it all about you and really just going immediately in the conversation. And I can promise, 
I can promise you that's a very quick way to have people not want to network with you. <laughs> and you develop kind of a reputation for, you know, stay away from that person. Number four is being vague with requests. So having a very, you know, again, if you think of anything, so you want to give a very specific ask for each person that you network with. And then finally, not following up and following through. So you want to be meticulous with your note taking, your scheduling, and just being that person who can be counted on as an effective networker. That is probably the number one way that you will continue to cultivate your network. So I hope this has been helpful. As always, I want to be your career coach. Reach out to me. Schedule a 45-minute call if you're ready to talk about working one-on-one with me, as so many of you have. And uh, we will get you in for that free consult and talk about what it would be like to work with me. I'll talk to you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.